Hi, I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Casey Cantrell. And welcome to Animation and Beyond. Yes, and on this episode, we are going to be talking about Mulan. We'd actually been kind of preparing to do this episode for a little while, and we were just waiting for the remake that was supposed to come out, I think, back in May? Actually, in March. March, yeah. And it's been delayed, as many other films have been, and I think it was just delayed again. Do you know if they've set another date for when it's supposed to come out? No, they haven't set a new date as of yet. Yeah, so it's it's unclear when the remake's coming out. So we just decided, rather than wait indefinitely, we'll just talk about the original Mulan, because it's a, it's a fun movie that we both love from our childhoods, and, you know, why not? Yes, I agree with you. So, before we dig into that, let's answer last week's trivia question, which was, what type of monkey is Rafiki from The Lion King? He is a mandrill baboon. Those are monkeys that have brightly colored faces. Yeah, and in the movie, he plays this kind of, like, seer, sage kind of role. Yep. You know, offering symbol advice, guidance, and and that sort of thing. I know. Okay. So that was the answer to last week's trivia question. Wait till the end of this episode to get the latest trivia question. And before we get started, let's do an On This Birthday. The original Mulan, which we're going to be talking about in a minute, was released on June 19th, 1998. And I suppose you could say that was the movie's birthday. Yep, that's right. Ezra, did anything else come out on June 19th? Hmm. Like, for instance, which was which was going to come out June 19th of this past month, but was delayed to November, was Pixar's Soul. Oh, Okay. But which did come out on June 19, 2015, just over five years ago, was Inside Out. So we got a couple of Pixar films related to this birthday. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and uh, it's to be determined when the uh, the Mulan remake, when its birthday will be. But we will wait and see. For now, let's let's talk about Mulan. <laughs> So I remember Mulan, this animated Disney film for, released in 19, originally in 1998. It is Disney's 36th animated film. And it's based on an ancient Chinese poem called The Song of Fa Mulan. In the original poem, and we'll get to this summarizing the movie in a little bit, but the the poem is more or less the same as what we see in the movie with, you know, there isn't a talking dragon and, and fun antics like that or songs or anything. Well, there's a couple of big differences is that Mulan doesn't sneak away at the beginning from her family. Her family knows that she's going in place of her dad. Another difference is that she's actually in the army for 12 years rather than, I don't know, however many months the uh the movie lasts well just a few days i think yeah and lastly she 
there's no big reveal in the middle of the story that she's actually a woman. It actually comes at the end when all her comrades realize that she's actually a woman. But other than that, it's it's kind of the same basic premise. I get what you're saying, yeah. Maybe Maybe this is a good time to summarize the plot for those who don't remember what happened in the movie. It is about a young girl named Mulan who's kind of an outcast at first because she's she has trouble proving to be the perfect bride to bring honor to her family. And the Huns are invading, which are based on ruthless a ruthless army from thousands of years ago, are invading China. And Mulan discovers her father, who's the one to join the army, is too weak to fight. And she also knows it's against the Chinese law for a woman to, to fight in the army. But she comes up with a risky decision to disguise herself as a man in order to save her father. When her family discovers that she ran away, the ancestors send out Mushu, a funny and comical and mischievous dragon, to go out to look for her, along with a, a cricket named Creaky. When Mulan joins the army, she meets Shang, who's the son of the captain, and Mulan tries to come up with the best pretend boy name, and she comes up with the name Pink. Yeah, and she, and she tries like, she lowers her voice and and tries to act tough. I know, I know, yeah. And then she meets three of those funny comical soldiers, those three Stooges-like soldiers named Shenpo, Ling, and Yo, who she meets when while bathing in, in a pond, I remember. <laughs> and yeah. she's still trying her best to be a, a guy, but nobody knows yet that she's actually a girl. I remember the scene also when Mulan... Like, we think an avalanche was strong enough to defeat the Huns, but then when Mulan, after Mulan was discovered, she's actually a woman and regrets her her risky mistake she did. Mushu warns her that the Huns popped out of, the, popped out of like, daisies and they survived somehow. And then Mulan goes to the Imperial City to warn Shang that the Huns survived, but at first he doesn't believe her because, because of her lie. And then... He finally does believe her when the Huns and Shen Yu start attacking the Imperial City, but then Mulan teams up with those three funny soldiers in Shang to defeat them, and Mulan defeats the evil Shan Yu, the ruthless leader, and Mulan miraculously becomes a hero and has eventually proved to bring honor to her family. I think you kind of alluded to this. This is a musical in the vein of of many other animated Disney films. Probably the Disney Renaissance, which that era was called at the time. You know, classic songs that are stuck in everybody's head, and I'm like sure... Like Honor to Us All, Reflection, A Girl Worth Fighting For, and I'll Make a Man Out of You. Lots of fun songs and, and lots of just kind of fun humor based on, on the sort of antics of her trying to hide her identity from everybody and not like kind of kind of just like how blissfully ignorant all the the men are in this army of not realizing that quote unquote ping is different from them. But it's, you know, it's good enough to... Uh, trick them all for as long as she does you know you talk about the huns and like shang is given this this group of soldiers that are shown to be buffoons 
They they don't know how to do anything. They have terrible teamwork. They are out of shape. And so it's up to Shang to make men out of them, right? It's at that point that Mulan is sort of at her breaking point because she can't keep up. But she decides to persevere and proves herself. And that's when they sort of go forward and, and seek out the Hun army. And they're facing, like, impossible odds because there's, like, I don't know, only... 30 40 50 of them or whatever and there there are tons and tons of huns yep so i mean let's let's talk a little bit about the humor of this movie because i think this is one of the funnier disney films i know i agree it is hilarious for instance the part when mulan is first uh meeting with during the song honor to us all i remember like mulan first is bathed and she see the bath is cold because she was late. I remember, and I also remember the funny scene when she accidentally sets the matchmaker on fire and the matchmaker <laughs> gets really angry and tells her furiously that she'll never bring honor to her family. That that whole scene with the matchmaker is is just wonderful slapstick. <laughs> Mulan is doing all these things that are accidentally messing up the appearance of of the matchmaker i know because she's kind of clumsy at first and she like douses douses when she catches on fire mulan douses her in like tea and and it's truly a wonderful scene i know and then the part where we first see mushu and then he the part when he tries to wake up the great stone dragon that his that mulan's ancestor told him to do but he only destroys it by mistake. <laughs> uh-huh. And in order to keep get himself out of trouble, he pretends he is the Great Stone Dragon and said, uh, yes, I just woke up. I am the Great Stone Dragon. Good morning. I'm going to move forward and fetch Mulan. Did I mention I was the Great Stone Dragon? <laughs> uh... Eddie Murphy was so funny being the voice of Mushu. Yeah. I think we'll talk about the remake a little bit at the end, but I know that Mushu's not going to be... I heard, yeah, not in the remake, I heard, yeah. Yeah, so that, that'll be interesting how they how they do that, and maybe it sounds like the remake's gonna be a bit more serious. Yes, and it's PG the first PG-13 rated live-action Disney remake. Gotcha, gotcha. But in this in this movie, you know, obviously there, there are some serious moments and some tragic moments, like when the Shang and his army go to, like, the battlefield and see that the armies that they were supposed to come reinforce and i think shang's father was was leading that army they've been decimated by the huns but despite that i mean there's still lots and lots of humor in this movie like one of my favorite moments that in this film is when they're fighting the the huns in the mountains and mulan grabs that like that firework or artillery and is aiming it at the mountain as the Huns get really, really close to her, and she shoots it, and Mushu, Mushu is who's on it, yells out, "How could you miss him? He was three feet in front of you." I remember that. I also remember the funny part, like when Mulan meets Yo, the the shortest one of the three, who's pretty kind of short-tempered. He says, "I'm Yo, King of the Rock, and there's nothing you girls can do about it." Or when Mulan was trying to come up with the best girl name, Mushu's trying to suggest good ones for her. And Ling, how about Ling? And Mulan tells him, his name's Ling. And Shang said, "I no, I didn't ask for his name. I asked for your name. <laughs> and then Mushu, Mushu, Achu, Achu, Gesundheit. 
Um, what is your name? Ping. Ping was another friend going up. It's Ping. I also remember the scene when Mulan first meets Mushu and she sees his shadow. I remember in Mulan's, Mushu's trying to be his best to be her guardian. And he tells her the warning of what would happen if they discover she's actually a girl. And then he introduces himself as the indestructible Mushu. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. And Mushlan calls him a lizard and tells and he tells her that I'm a dragon, not lizard. I don't do that tongue thingy. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this film film really combines a lot of humor into the action, into the more serious moments, too. Because even, even when the Huns have arrived at the Imperial City and basically have taken over the the palace um, and taken the emperor hostage there's still a lot of humor infused where where it's kind of a role reversal where the men dress up as women to yeah, sneak that's up. what i was gonna say it was a funny scene yeah they're all like trying to act feminine and and it's very it's all very silly and it and it I don't know. It's a lot of fun because it gives these characters a lot of opportunity to put on different identities and and just be really silly about it. I remember. I also remember the ending song of the film when Mulan returns home with Shang when when Mushu once again becomes the family guardian. Their song was called True to Your Heart. And that film, I remember, like other animated Disney films, got followed by a direct-to-video sequel called Mulan 2, which was released around spring of 2005. I've never seen that one, so I'm not too... Have Have you seen it? Yes, I saw it once. I liked it. Nice. It seemed to focus more on Mushu than Mulan. It was different, though, but I liked it. A lot of critics didn't like it like some other Disney direct-to-video sequels, but I liked the Disney direct-to-video sequels and thought they were fun. Yeah, so, I mean, this this film obviously made an impact on a lot of us from our generation. Me too, and it also had a lot of the same impact of, of other childhood Disney films like The Lion King, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, and Hercules and things like that. Yeah, and it, and it really kind of fit into this trend of these Disney films going, sort of representing other cultures in their, in their movies, like starting with Aladdin, even Lion King going into Africa, Pocahontas focusing on Native Americans, Hercules, Greek, Greek culture, right, right. And Hunchback of Notre Dame, medieval Paris. Right. Going into these different time periods, different settings, and exploring stories from those cultures. I know. Interesting. And it's one of the films of the Disney Renaissance. It's called that because it's a revival of successful films, mainly ones that are musicals after an era of dark and not as successful films after Walt's death. Mm, yeah, yeah. And then there was the second era, which was during the time of successful films made by Pixar, and then the revival era of successful films like Frozen and Moana and Tangled and, and things like that. Gotcha. Yeah, but to get back to, to Mulan here, we've talked a lot about the humor of this movie. What are some of your favorite, like, more dramatic, more serious moments from this movie? Hmm, I remember kind of a serious dramatic moment when they discover that the camp had been destroyed by the Huns and Shang's father was killed by them. Or another scene when Mulan is sitting left after being left by the others because of her risky decision she did. Mushu is giving her advice that she shouldn't give up just because she did a really big mistake. She risked her life only to save her father, which wasn't the best decision, but... 
even though she did a very big mistake, she still knew she was capable of proving to be a hero. Yeah, I think that's a powerful lesson. And especially, like, this story obviously has, has a lot of feminist themes of just obviously, like, the, the sort of central premise that women are not allowed to fight, but she sort of takes on this role to defend her country and to defend her family. And I think that that was a very powerful message for a lot of us. I know, I get what you're saying, yeah. Even if you're an outcast, you can still become become one of them. Like, Mulan is an outcast I'm saying not like the other girls who could prove to be perfect brides at first, because at first she's ostracized and can't be like the other ones at first. But eventually, with all her hard work and strength and power, she does prove that she can. It's a good statement about this idea of traditional gender roles and kind of flipping it on its head. It's also a good example of one of the characters who's who's an unlikely hero, as well as an outcast. Obviously, this, this film is beloved by many, many people. And continuing in the tradition of making live-action remakes, eventually the live-action remake for this movie will be released. But I think let's talk about what we do know about this movie. Like, what what do we know is going to be the same? What's going to be changed? No Mushu, obviously, but I'm saying I don't think it'll be a musical either. I think you're right. I don't think it's it's going to be a musical. I don't think there's going to be the songs that we knew know and love from from the the original movie but they think there will there will be three matchmakers instead of one i think mulan in this one also has sisters which she had no siblings in the original some of the characters are renamed like sean Yu. so it's not exactly the same you probably know yeah it's it's going to be interesting but and i know that there is like some kind of magician some kind of witch or something that's on the huns side that you see her in the trailers i'm not sure who she is she's definitely not in the original movie that'll be interesting to see who she is and and what role she has in in the movie but other than that it looks like it'll be more or less the same maybe maybe a little bit more true to the original source material the original poem that all these stories are adapted from, but I suppose we will find out when the movie comes out. Yup. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what we do, consider supporting us on patreon.com at patreon.com slash animation and beyond. In the meantime, we have a trivia question. What does the name Mulan mean in Mandarin Chinese? Okay, very fitting for this episode. So if you know the answer, give us a shout on Facebook or send us an email at animationandbeyond at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Goodbye! See you later. See you later.